Welcome home to St. Anne's. We want you to know that you're welcome to join us at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Please be sure to hit subscribe to receive our sermons. We can't wait to meet you. Okay, so I feel like I need to address um, that it's Rose Sunday. Um, go to Godet Sunday. Um, it's also Stirrup Sunday. So depending on um, where you stand on your Anglo stance on things, um, one, um, it's, it's Rejoice. We're almost there. It's a third Sunday. It's also um, if you're somebody who makes a Christmas pudding, Ew, don't, they're gross. I know, those British people have no idea what desserts are supposed to be like. It's stir-up Sunday, so you need to put some more liquor in your pudding. Stir it up and um, cook it, because the only way to like some of those things is to be drunk when you eat them. I know, I know. The British people over here are like, do you stir it up and drown it? Do you light it? Do you light it on fire? I mean, are you going to be here Christmas Eve? Okay. All right. All right, see? Okay. I know. I know. Margaret's staring down at me being like, I can't believe you said that about Christmas pudding. But, I mean, do I get credit for knowing it's stirrup Sunday? Okay. Also, um, many, many people think that it's Marion Sunday. It is not Marion Sunday just because girls like pink, I guess. There are lots of people who think um, that this is like Mary's Sunday. It is not. Um, Feminist Sunday would be next Sunday, but unfortunately, um, it also coincides with Christmas Eve. And St. Anne's was like, we're only doing one service. You get one. What, which one do you want, Meg? So we're doing 530. Um, so you'll have, to, you'll have to wait until next year for my Feminist Rant Sunday, because that's the fourth. Marion Sunday is the fourth Sunday. This is John's Sunday, um, because John gets, like, every Sunday during Advent. We, we adore John, and I, I feel like he's earned it, you know? Um, so let's talk about John a little bit, because I think John is really the saint for us, um, and here's why. Because John is everything that the Messiah should be, right? So these people are coming to him being like, you're the Messiah, right? And he's like, no, not the Messiah. But they're like, but like, are you like the prophet? And he's like, no, not the prophet. Um, and how easy is it for us to be drawn to popularity? We want to be the one, right? So if somebody comes to you and says, oh, my God, I love you. You're amazing. And we're like, yeah, yeah, I am. You're right. You're right. Um, that's the temptation, right? And here's why they think that John is the Messiah. Um, because we hear about John, and we're like, ew, ew, gross. Like, ascetic dude eating bugs out in the wilderness? Gross. And he probably does stink. Have you ever been near a camel? They're disgusting. Disgusting. So John is like out in the wilderness. And they don't have indoor plumbing anyway. So can you imagine how much worse it is that he's, like, out there wrapped in camel hair? Again, have you seen a camel? 
Have you smelled a camel? Mm-hmm. He's out there eating his bugs and, and whatnot. And people are like, you know, holy man living out in the desert, ascetic. Sounds awfully like a Messiah to me. Um, and John has a divine birth, right? Um, Elizabeth has a divine child. Um, and from the very beginning, John is committed to, to the church, right? Elizabeth is like, whoo, finally got pregnant. Um, giving that one to God. So he is literally everything that it has been written is going to the, be the Messiah. Literally all of it. And so you can imagine how excited these folks are that, oh, my gosh, the Messiah is here, right? And so they go to him, and they're like, oh, my gosh, the Messiah is here. And he's like, no, not the Messiah. I mean, the Messiah is here, but it ain't me. You and I are called to do the same thing, and that is so incredibly difficult. It is incredibly difficult to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim the God when the things that people want are these things. And you could give them these things. We, we can give people all the things. The church is capable of giving people all the things that they want. We're capable of making them feel good. We're capable of um, telling them they're right about everything. We, you and I are capable of giving the people what they want. We are capable of that. However, we are not called to that. John is capable of giving the people what they want. He's absolutely capable of giving them what they want. But he says no, and what happens? You know the rest of the story, right? He, he gives them what they're supposed to get. He gives them the proclamation of the gospel. He gives them the proclamation that Jesus is coming. And they're mad about it. You and I are called to proclaim something that sometimes people don't want. And that can be tough, especially when the temptation is there to give people what they want. We can give people what they want. Have you seen the churches that give people what they want? Have you seen the people who give people what they want? It goes well for them. It does. You get enormous churches. You get awesome cars. You get elected to public office. I'm not sure that's what anyone should want, but, you know, they do. And... Um, I guess, I guess it's fun. I don't know. I mean, there's just like another congressional freak out. Um, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so we are called to be the John the Baptist. We are called to say, no, we aren't it. This isn't God. However, this is. And we are called to be a window to the divine. Not to be the divine ourselves. As tempting as that can be. And as easily destructive as that can be. We are not the divine. We are a window to the divine. St. Anne's isn't the kingdom of God. Is it a window to the kingdom of God? Can I give you a huge compliment that I just received on your behalf this week? I was, I called the bishop, God bless her, because sometimes Meg gets really, really angry. I know, shocking, right? So sometimes, I know, my bishop and my um, principal are very, very used to the, 
I just need to scream for a second. And they say, are you screaming at me or just toward me? I'll let you know after I've done it. And they're like, okay. So the poor bishop got an hour, probably roughly an hour-long phone call this week because um, I, was, I, was in a, I was in a place. And they both know that at some point I'm going to rant for a little while. And then they're going to say, okay, but here's the thing. You, you got to do the things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the things, but I'm not happy about the things. And they're like, I know, we're not asking you to be happy about the things. We're just telling you to do the things. And I'm like, okay, I do the things. Um, but she gave you guys an enormous compliment. She said when she comes to this church, she drives away uplifted. And it's one of the few churches where she has that feeling. And it's because when you're in this place, you experience the divine, right? Because this is a group of people who is completely committed to the gospel. It's not always easy to be committed to the gospel, is it? But somehow this church is both committed to the gospel and loves each other. And that is so very, very hard to do in our world. Let me just tell you. Because we know what happened to John the Baptist and we know what happens to Jesus. And it is hard to be committed to the gospel. And it is even harder to do it in love. It is. It's very, very difficult. And yet that's who we as the church are called to be. That's who we as Christians are called to be. We're not called to be it. We aren't it. We are a window to it. We are a moment, a snapshot in time where you might come close to experiencing it. We are a thin place. If you guys know me at all, you know I love Celtic spirituality. It's because I'm kind of an earthy creature. Um, are you guys familiar with thin places? Celtic people are kind of, if you're in, yes. And, um... I strongly believe that the church is called to be a thin place. A thin place is where the earth and the divine come together. And they're so closely together that you can cross from one to the other in that space. Right? The church is called to be a thin place. It is not the divine. It is not the kingdom of God. It is a glimpse. It is a moment of experience of that. And that's hard to do because it can be tempting to be, to pretend that we are the thing, especially when people come to that and they're like, oh, the thing. How hard is it to be like, no, not the thing. Not the thing, a glimpse perhaps of the thing, but not the thing. And John does that. John says, I'm here to proclaim the thing. I am not the thing. The thing is coming. And I'm not even worthy to be a part of that. But I will proclaim it nonetheless. And when you are tempted to see the thing in me, I will tell you over here. You and I are called to do that. And that's a hard, hard thing to do. And so I really love John the Baptist. I mean, he's a little bit weird and I don't want to like hang out with him necessarily. Because I'd be like, I mean, I'm sensitive enough to seventh grade boys after gym in the afternoon. And I'm like, my office is just so bad. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to listen to you, but I can smell you. And it's distracting. So I probably wouldn't want to hang out with John the Baptist. I'll be perfectly honest with you. 
But I think he is the saint for us. He's the saint for the church. He's the saint for you and I individually as Christians. Because the temptation is there for all of us, right? I'll be honest, the temptation's there as a clergy person. The temptation's there as a Christian. The temptation's there as the church. To be like, oh, we, we got this thing. We have this thing. You want the thing? Come. Come and see the thing. You can be a part of the thing. But we're not the thing. And no amount of money or attention or popularity will make us the thing. However, we can point to the thing. So as we get really, really close to Christmas, remember, remember, we are pointing to the thing. Also, I was told I had to get you guys out and best reality of the game. We want you to know that you're welcome to join us at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Please be sure to hit subscribe to receive our sermons. We can't wait to meet you.